0: charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host.
1: He had six songs placed in five Sony motion pictures, um, which include Pandora's Fox, Motive, The Exorcist, Stump the Yard, and Three Can Play That Game. Moonshine Brown's sound has been described as a hybrid of Sumi Hendrix, Lenny Kravitz, and Andre 3000 but his raw, soulful sound is completely fresh and original, that's for sure. He has also gained the attention uh, as a producer. The fabulous moon Sharon Brown has earned a multi-platinum plaque for productions on Ludacris Red Light District album and a gold plaque for work on Curtis Mayfield's last studio album called The New World Order. Please welcome the fabulous. Moonshine Brown to Side Effect Radio Show.
0: (laughs) Hello,
1: hello. What's going on, Mr. Moonshine Brown? How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. Everything is good. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for coming on the Side Effect. I gratefully appreciate it. I love your music. I am a fan. I had an artist that you produced on the show Remedy and I fell in love with her album and then she came on the show and she shared that you had produced the entire album and that it was just it was just right for me to bring you on the show as well.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. No,
1: you're very welcome. Now, you're no stranger to the music industry. You know, as I said in the intro, you've um, worked with a couple of people in the industry, Ludacris, um, Curtis Mayfield. Who else have you had the pleasure to connect with? Uh,
0: Sleepy Brown from Organized Noise and Outkast fame. I go back as far as uh, Father MC. Wow. <laughs> Society from uh, Public ending, uh Latin artist, uh, jazz artist. And I, I actually been doing it for about twenty years. Okay. Over twenty years, most of my life. So. Okay.
1: It's so you You
0: you work in all genres of music. Yeah, all genres. I try. Music yeah. music is just music. I see it as just music.
1: I so I, I really
0: don't see the genres as just good music.
1: Tell us, where did the name Moonshine Brown come from?
0: The name Moonshine Brown, uh, it came from uh and most people think it's it's pertaining to the alcohol and the, the, being illegal. When we, everybody knows what Moonshine is. But mm-hmm. I, I don't even spell it the way that, it's spelled with alcohol. spell it with a Y. And really, mm-hmm. what it it means is a higher thought. It really means as if in the darkness, I'm the light in the darkness. And it may sound conceited, but in a world that is often dead or sleep, I'm the light in that. Just like the moon lights up the night, the light, the ongoing light that lightens the darkness.
1: I love it. So, you know, when I heard like the name it. Moonshine, you know, I I automatically associated it with the wine, you know, the Moonshine. Because, you know, my mom used to make Moonshine. So I was like, okay. And now that you broke down what it meant, I understand why, you know, how I felt like I was at the light when
0: I used to sneak right. and drink
1: that Moonshine.
0: I right. felt like I was it's, the light. It's even... <laughs> <laughs> if the moon sound was supposed to be like overproof, that's like the the most powerful alcohol you can get. And that's not a, a bad I mean connotation or something to compare it to, but it's still that light. It's that power. Mm-hmm. And light is mm-hmm. power. And the dark that's light mean. is meaning that I'm I'm always woke. It's always woke. Creativity. Mm-hmm. So that's where that came from. You know.
1: What's your what's your nationality? Uh
0: I'm a, I'm American. Uh my family is a Bahamian, decent. Mhm. But I'm I'm from here. I'm from actually was born in Upper Florida, okay. and I'm a Miami native. Okay. Even though I've stayed in many places in in the world, but Miami native. So.
1: So you are a Bahamian brother. You got some Bahamian in you.
0: Your uh-huh. Bahamian <laughs> brother
1: doing rock music. <laughs> so how, uh, how are you received so when you dig, perform? at
0: that right? Yeah,
1: wow. that's crazy. Uh, you that's know what, a combination.
0: What's, what's even bigger than the fact that I'm a, a Bahamian, because they really don't care about that nationality, mm-hmm. It's the fact that I'm black in doing mm-hmm. rock and roll, which makes it such a big, it's the pink elephant in the room, or the right. unicorn, you know? Mm-hmm. So most <laughs> of the time when I do gigs, the first initial, especially with, with the other races, the first initial... Uh, thought is that I'm going to do reggae, or I'm going to do hip hop, and when mm-hmm. they see me with this blaring guitar coming in, it's like whoa, and it's like now I get then I get Jimi Hendrix and whoa, and so it, it's you know what I actually really 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 get accepted by other races, so I I haven't mm-hmm. had a bad thing with that. It, you know what? You know where the prejudice comes in, and I and I hate to say it. Is mostly with my own kind I'm because they shocked. don't really 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 know, you know. But most yeah. of my shows are for predominantly Caucasian uh, Latin audience. Yeah, I, I would like more of us to come, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it is what it is. I still gotta play, and I still gotta uh, get the creativity out. So I don't really uh, push those boundaries of saying I'm only gonna play to one crowd, even mm-hmm. though that I am clearly, you know pro-black and for our people and all that, I still want the upliftment, but I see myself uplifting by getting the music out, period, and showing an example of that a black man can do this kind of music.
1: Absolutely, and music is supposed to be colorblind anyway. So, right. you know, you're doing you're it, doing, you're going about it the right way. I'm black, and I love the music. So, you know, I <laughs> guess I'm in that, what, percentage, where, that one cool percent. Right. That's
0: cool though. Yes. I take it.
1: Yeah. You know? I love your music because you are not the status quo, I guess, in a sense. You your music uh-huh. and like I told Remedy, you stepped out of the box when you know, you create. And that you can hear in the music. You're not following suit with everything everything else that's being played or everyone else that's out there in the industry. And that's why I fell in love with Remedy's album. You know, I fell in love with the production and I've fallen in love with your music. I'm a fan and I love artists that aren't afraid to step out of the box. Thank you for that.
0: I mean, I really, uh, I don't know. Well, I, I will be lying about saying it's a conscious thing for me to like look at the norm and try to go in the norm and pull the new flower out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, to be honest, like, we really don't know what the next club hit is going to be. We really don't right. know what the next big song is going to be. And if we stay and we copy and we do what it everybody else do, then there's no roof in the actual art form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If somebody doesn't do something new, there will be nothing to sample, right? If right. somebody doesn't do anything new, then the music going to stay stagnant. So mm-hmm. my thoughts were always uh, thinking, you know, trying to, if I'm singing a love song or if I'm writing a love song or if I'm doing a love song for somebody else or anything, it's, it's real true. easy to say, I love you. But how can I express that through a different emotion and get the same mm-hmm. definition out of it? And so I kind of look at it that way always, kind of digging in mm-hmm. and Kind of opening it and like we have some pants inside out. You dig it? I mean, yeah. some people are gonna be like, "Oh, what's wrong with him?" Because it's not the norm. Some people mm-hmm. are be like, "Well, hey, he had the guts to do that."
1: Yeah. And if it's good and if it looks
0: good, you just gotta give it up.
1: So I completely we
0: still agree. Good, we still good music, you know? Yeah. And and that was my whole for that good music
1: take us back to a younger moonshine brown did you always want to pursue music
0: Uh, as long as i've i've known breath Mm. i think uh music has been there period i mean i Mm. i don't know anything else
1: that's when you know that you were born to do what you're supposed to do if you can't think of anything else you've ever wanted to do this is your calling how many instruments do you play I said earlier that you are a multi instrumentalist. I
0: I play uh I played guitar, I play bass. Well well just on Remedies album alone. I play guitar, I played bass, I played live drums, I played keys, wireless, and piano, I played mm-hmm. uh organ. I, I played saxophone on her album. I played mm-hmm. uh I played clarinet and flute and congas and I think I hit Most of it, uh, congas, a little trumpet, uh, enough to get by. But the bases uh, drums, bass, piano, guitar, saxophone, all the saxophones, tenor, alto, soprano, flute, clarinet. So, like I said, it's I mean, years of me playing and playing and get to know the instrument and everything. So So,
1: you were self taught?
0: Uh, I was self taught on guitar bass drums mm-hmm. and piano. I and high school I of course I took saxophone. I actually okay. went to the Florida I went to Florida and then was in the marching one hundred. I played sax, I play alto, I played tenor. Uh concert band took me to clarinet and flute and all that. So I say the me reading sheet music part of it was taught to me. Uh the guitar part I taught myself bass. I taught myself drums. I taught myself uh, piano. I taught myself uh, organ. I taught myself everything else was out of necessity. Uh, taught myself drums. I taught myself. So. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: You were playing um, the sax on "Open My Heart" for Remedy, right? Actually,
0: the sax part was my. Uh, he was a he's a alto sax. I didn't actually want to play the solo on that. Because mm-hmm. I did so much on the album that I wanted a, yeah. a different perspective of it. Okay. So I got one of my, uh, actually, childhood friends who went to family with me and went to high school with me. His name is Melton Mustafa. And Melton Mustafa is playing the solo in the very beginning of it. He he really got down on it. And I wanted that different perspective. And that was more of a, a production call on that. Because mm-hmm. Mustafa is a jazz uh saxophonist, Mm -hmm. and the song opened my heart, whether if you really get into it after you've listened to it over and over, it's a ballad, but it's not conventional, it's more like a psychedelic ballad, even if you listen to the instrumentation and the way it floats, it's really Uh mind-altering, and when people see the visual for that, they'll understand how really mind-altering that, because that song is about her having a conversation with herself. Mm And most people say when you talk to yourself and you answer yourself, you're crazy. So it's really psychotic and psychedelic. That song is really deep. So the perspective of bringing Mustafa in to play saxophone, the jazz, not to Mustafa bring him in to play that solo instead of me brought a jazz element, mm-hmm. a soul element, a spiritual element. So it really made it really progressive. The bass line, actually, if you listen to it, is a funk bass line, but you won't mm-hmm. know it because of the way it slump, floats through the song. It's strings on air. There's synth, there's spacey synth on that. So the whole beauty of it is being a contradiction. And and even down to the mix, I have Remini's vocals. I call her Star Diva. That's the name I gave her, Star Diva. She is that.
1: Uh,
0: even down to our vocals, I made them very raw, almost to the point that she didn't date. And now she's seeing the beauty of, whoa, I was mm-hmm. beautiful in that song because yeah. it's so raw. And I knew she had it, and if I went any way different, I would have been crazy, and I knew she had that. So I kept it, and I think she did wonderful. The rawness of it is out of this world, you know.
1: Yes, it so is. She just said, to I didn't
0: play the sax on that one. I just, I didn't play the sax <laughs> on it. His name is Melton Mustafa, and he did great. I actually played sax on uh, Beautiful Soul. I played all the okay. horns on Beautiful Soul. Sax, okay. the trumpet, the trombone on that. But uh, well, everything else the, is me, I just wanted to call a different perspective on that song
1: in. And I can understand that. I can understand that the, the yeah. album is hot. The album is hot, you know. I've been like pushing it on Twitter and, you know, Facebook. I'm gonna get heavier and more heavier on pushing it because I've fallen in love with the album. I think every person that's gone through a relationship or, you know, having second thoughts about a relationship to should listen. To this album I really do yep. The song we're going to play first Is called Look at us now You want to set this up And introduce it
0: Oh ah, that's cool Hey okay um, <laughs> The song uh, Look at us now That is off of the EP That I'm actually get, Getting ready to put out Next month Called mm-hmm. the March Of the Robot Killer mm-hmm. And a uh, short thing A robot is You know what a robot is is programmed It does what everybody does my little conglomerate or company or uh pool or you call it's called the Anti Robot Society. So we mm-hmm. just walk in the walk of everybody else's walk. We're in coloring outside the lines. So look at us now is remember that we used to be kings. But look at us now, you know, we we do anything. We do things on World Star. We we walk around with no pride and we don't fight for ourselves mm-hmm. I can be white, black, Spanish or whatever. But we used right. to be kings. And with me being black I only know the black perspective, so I'm talking from that. We used to be kings, but look there at us now. Right. So with that being said, we can just listen to that. That's There it is. Look at us now. There Brother, it is. Marching the robot killer.
1: That was look at us now by the fabulous moonshine brown, mm-hmm. I love it yeah. that's gonna really that's that's gonna really make a lot of people open their eyes and think about I me. Mean, that song is thought provoking, and you know you mentioned we live our lives on World star and Negroes love them from world star hip hop I love it
0: they they're cool we we love you know what we love destruction we find funny and everything in destruction. And it's cool because mm-hmm. I find myself on it sometimes, you know, just mm-hmm. dealing with the music, and then it's funny. And then you sit there, and you, after a while you get into it, and then you realize that, damn, you're kind of accepting very low. We're giving out low vibrations. And I, I'm not really here to be preachy about it, never. You know, I kind of, what I choose to write about and what I say about it is the things that I think are important to me and people who, you know, people who have the same kind of problem uh, they'll get that out of it, you know what i mean mm-hmm. they'll they'll understand, but we gotta understand that we we not off lower vibrations, and we were way higher than that. we can yeah, we were
1: so we were
0: i mean i mean we we gotta understand that i ha- have a little pride, so that's just it with that and uh, you know what I was getting into the song myself, I was just listening to this, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. You can get into your own, your yeah. own track. I'm <laughs> over here. I almost, I almost right. lost my hairpiece. I'm bobbing my head. It almost came off. I'm like, wait, I'm and, glad this is not And the funny,
0: you know, <laughs> and the funny thing about it, what people won't know, that's rock and roll. Yes.
1: That's
0: rock and roll. Hot.
1: I love it. Yeah. I love it. What artists, you work with a lot of artists. Um, right. What artists would you like to work with and perhaps open for?
0: And You know In the future Concert I Wow I at least have You have to give me Three on that Okay Honestly Three And One would be Fishbone mm. Because I'm so Into Fishbone Angelo Moore That whole movement To me they like a modern day Funkadelic But I'm just into That whole thing Angelo is You know My singing idol So I, I mean I'm into that heavily So I like to do Fishbone And I'd like to actually work with Joy. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know Joy, but Joy was formerly married to Gip of Goody Mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joy was in Lucy Pearl for a little while, but Joy, Mm J-O-I, if you you don't know about Joy, kind of go check her out. I would love to work with her because I think... I could do magic. And the funny thing about that is, is and, and Remedy will get upset about that. Well, she won't get upset because she understands it now. But I, in the beginning when I met her, man, I, I would always use her as a reference point. And I'm so proud of Remedy now that me throwing Joy in her face all the time, she came in into her own light. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a fan of, of Remedy. So uh, Joy, Fishbone, and I would like to actually produce and sing with Sly.
1: Oh man, that would be
0: crazy. I'd, I'd like to crazy. actually do a, a, a record with him and actually produce his next album. Uh, that would be that would be almost enough for me to say I don't want to want to produce anymore after that.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. Sure. That's,
0: that, 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 that would that's pretty historical. much be it for me. Yeah, oh, man, that, that was, would be pretty much. Uh, well,
1: you know what I do. I tell everybody to put it in the universe and make it reality.
0: Right. You never. You you never know. Everything's possible. Mm-hmm. You know. It's everything's possible. I'm a Lenny Kravitz fan, so I got to mention Lenny, and I like yes. to work with Lenny, open with, for Lenny. But those top three right now. Okay.
1: Now, me. if I accidentally jacked your iPod. <laughs> Some thievery going on. If I accidentally, you know, came to your spot, your studio, jacked your iPod, who would I be listening to?
0: If you came to my studio, was I in a session?
1: Um, I don't know. You were doing something other than watch your iPod because I jacked it.
0: <laughs> okay. My iPod, you know who, who i have in there, which would be so crazy because it would be so spread out. You'll get uh, you'll get a little Jimmy in there. Mm-hmm. You'll get a little Fishbone in there. You'll get a little outcast in there. Mm-hmm. You'll get a little UGK in there, pimp and nice. Nice. Uh You'll get a little Fiona Apple in there. I'll be keeping your you'll iPod. You you'll get a little Rolling Stones in there and Stone Temple pilot and you'll get a little Radiohead yeah. head.
1: That's nice. You'll, you'll
0: get you'll get a lot of Honkadelic uh you'll get uh John Mayer in there. That's crazy. You'll get some yeah. Led Zeppelin in there. Wow. Um Jack White, the White Stripes, uh Al Green, uh Yeah. Man. That's quite, you know what, going. pretty pretty much how that went, that's how I would go. I, I'll have some of my stuff in there that I'm demoing, of course. It'll be mostly that. Uh, Betty Davis, oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, man. Whoa. Betty Davis, uh, Miles Davis. You you. It's just a range, man, because you know what? I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. And for me to have those kind of people that, were great and extraordinary because if you think about everybody that name, they're very much out of the box. Sawra, yes. you get Sawra. Yes. I don't know if you ever heard of Sawra. You get yes. Sawra in there. Um, they're very much out of the box all the way down to their clothing,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's like a mantra that I live by. That's like my live by. So that that's what you'll see. It's a constant growth and learning. uh, no. uh, uh cleansing of the self. Yeah. now,
1: do you have any of your own songs production you simply loved and is a fan of? Is there one song that you've produced or written that you push? you have to play it over and over again?
0: Wow wow oh, wow wow, 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 let me think about that,
1: okay. You we know need
0: on that for a when, minute when the remedy album was done, I was part of that. I was very proud of that because with my stuff, people expect one thing, Mm -hmm. and I gave them something else with that. I was proud of that. Um, But, wow. I I can't say. It's it's different times for different emotions. When I did Look At Us Now, I was happy with Look At Us Now. Mm -hmm. When I did my very first album, High as the Moon, back then, I was happy with that. That was special to me, and I played the hell out of it. And And I guess that's the best answer for you. I, I won't put it out unless I can play it till the wheels fall off.
1: Hey, that's a fair answer.
0: Yes. That's a, I, I, yeah. I have million songs that people won't hear, but if I have something that I don't think I will play to the end, all the way down mm-hmm. to the music composition, if I can't play it over and over and over and over and over and never get tired of it, that's how I judge it. So okay. that's the an answer. I guess everything you've heard that I'm letting you hear, Down to the Remedy album or anything else I've done that you've heard. I dug those. Okay. Yeah.
1: The next song we're going to play, Fade to Black. You want to set that up?
0: Uh, We can set that up. I'm proud of Fade to Black. Uh, Fade to Black was nominated and won an award uh, in Malaysia for Best Rock Song, and I also got Best Rock Vocalist off that in Malaysia. Getting a lot of good play in Malaysia on the airlines that's equivalent to Delta and stuff like that. So Fade to Black is doing pretty good internationally. So I won two awards for that. So I'm proud of that. And just a quote from there every day on the damn news. We run around like some damn fools. It's about life. It's about living your life on the world star. And Fade to Black. You can't see nothing else. Just close your eyes. So here it is. Fade to Black. That was
1: fade to black by the fabulous Moonshine Brown. What's your definition of success?
0: You know, what, my my definition of success is doing what I love to do and taking care of my three little girls. I'm successful in that. You know, the more that I can provide for them, doing what I love and what I was put here to do, is the the epitome of success. So I'm I'm, stro- I'm striving for that success. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything is not about the fancy cars and the jewelry and the houses. I agree. Right. I agree. What advice would you give to upcoming artists that's, you know, coming into the industry? You know, whether they write songs, producers, or just an artist, period? What advice would you give them?
0: My advice would be to learn the business. The, mm-hmm. the business is very sneaky, snaky, and can be very dirty. Mm-hmm. Learn the business so that you'll know what's happening to you, how you're being done, and then you can make the choice. And if you want to do that. I, I have the luxury of going to, doing a little school for the business and living through the business and getting done, all the way down to copyright infringement court. And usually my attorney, who's Fager uh, Parks from uh, Atlanta Housewives, all mm-hmm. the way to that. And uh, it's rough. I mean, learn that. And second, I tell him to... Not only be a fan of the music, and that's going to help you with your writing and your production and your performance. Learn the music. Study the music. Study the people before you. If you know the boundaries that they have, then you know what you can go past. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If they set the bar high, then you know that's possible. So what do you do to go further than that? And never stop learning. As long as I've been doing this, I'm always learning. So that'll make every song I do better and better. i have never plateau because I never feel that I've gotten there. Mm-hmm. never feel that you've gotten there. So always the, stay the, hungry. The last compliment, yeah, always stay hungry. The last compliment is just as good as the one you get now. It's growing, and that works for me, and I'm cool with that. So And the and last, find what works for you, period.
1: hmm are you on Twitter or any other social networking sites you want to provide so people and your new fans can connect with you?
0: Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Tumblr. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I guess the best way to find me, man, because sometimes the address is slip me. Google me. That's the best, and you'll find articles and other songs. I've done so mm-hmm. much. page pops up at the front, so you, you type in Moonshine Brown, M-O-N-S-H-Y-N-E, Brown. Fabulous Moonshine Brown. Or Moonshine Baby Brown Cat. comes up. I'm on YouTube, so we're good.
1: Okay. And with that said, you know, all you guys gotta do is just Google him and uh connect with him that way. And moonshine, I'm sorry. The fabulous Moonshine Brown, I want to thank you for coming on the Sci-Effect. And when that EP done, you got to come back and share it so we can um, put it out properly.
0: I definitely would do that, and I thank you for having me.
1: You're very welcome, and it's a pleasure. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Sci-Effect. Again, um, if you want to connect with Moonshine Brown, you can Google him, and I will also have all of his links on the blog talk website So when you listen to the interview You can go in the information area And you can connect with him that way Thank you guys for listening Until next week Continue to spread peace and love Tune in to the Side effect Radio Show Every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday At 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time For your hot topic. Hot interviews and hot music. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Sci Effect Radio Show. See you there.
0: Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you for joining in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, check us out next time for more fun and more laughs on The Sci.